Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? Welcome back. Yet another episode of the Believe in Commanders show. I'm Anthony Armstrong and the hairy gentleman on the screen. That's not Brian Murphy, uh, but it is eight-year NFL vet, a Super Bowl champion, former commander, or former Washington football player. We'll leave it there. Uh, Tyler Columbus, he's joining the show We're, uh, with Washington playing Denver this week. I figured I'd get a guy who's been on both sides of those franchises, bring them in. Tyler, how are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great, Anthony. Uh, I'm fired up to be on with you. You're a great dude. I'm glad you're doing big things in media now and uh, happy to be on. I appreciate it, man. I'm kind of following in your shoes, uh, big, big footsteps. I think that you probably got the unofficial record for being my tallest teammate ever. So I'll get you a little certificate hey, in the mail, man. Hey, in, in the most literal sense, uh, until this year, I was the tallest Denver Bronco in the history of the franchise. <laughs> they got they got somebody taller than you. Did they did they get somebody? They got a literal mountain out there. They, they, they got Mike McGlinchey now. I think that dude's about six foot nine, six foot ten. That dude, that's like, like you and him are like Kane and Undertaker. Like if y'all <laughs> were on the same team, that would have to be y'all's y'all's tag team uh, name. But uh, Tyler's with Altitude Sport Radio doing some radio up there in Colorado. He's also covering the Buffs, doing a lot of things in media as well. Um, but I got to give a shout out to our sponsors, the folks over there at Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is your number one spot to go and get all of your sports betting needs, sports betting news. You got college sports, you got pros, you got baseball, NFL, you got football, uh, all across all leagues. They did have XFL going on last year too. Um, golf, uh, what else? NCAA is going on. You got casino games. Everything's over there. Sports news. And use our code Believe B L E A V. Get that welcome bonus. And I got to start out with this. The hottest name in probably the, the, the nation right now is Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. I got to know. Represent, represent. Yeah, from a, <laughs> from a Buffalo, a former Buff. Is Colorado for real? It says the Colorado for real. I meant to put the Colorado hype. Is yeah, it for yeah. real, Tyler? Brother, this thing is insane. This is the biggest story, not just in sports, but in the world. This weekend, so so the, the first two games, you got TCU and Nebraska, both big games, handled their business with ease. Now you got Colorado, Colorado State, which the, the Buffs should blow out this weekend. But check this out. All at Colorado this weekend, you've got, you've got uh, game day. You've got big noon kickoff. You Pat McAfee's coming. You got 60 minutes, uh, and, and, wow. and and there's two or three others that are all coming, like random ones, like 60 minutes. What the heck is 60 minutes doing up there, I, right? Who knows? It, you know, it, 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 it's the biggest story in the world. Are they for real? Hell yeah, they are, man. Shador Sanders, that dude is – he went from maybe a fourth or fifth round draft pick uh, in two games, rocketed himself up to probably legitimately the third quarterback off the board right now if he were wow. to come out this year. So – this thing is so fun. You know, the one thing that they're missing, they're still missing the big boys. Uh, you know, when you watch Florida States and, and and you watch some of those SEC teams, they don't have pass rushers like that. But yeah. they got speed to go with anybody in the country. Yeah, you'll get the size as winning 
you know, shows up. They're winning now, 501 yards for Shadur in week one. Uh, had had uh, half of Texas, half of Dallas was a little sour. Um, <laughs> everybody in purple were feeling the blues. Um, man, that, that, I'm feeling good for, for Coach Prime. And, and matter of fact, I was just looking at Instagram. The head coach of Colorado State was talking some noise. He said that his mama taught him to take off your hat and glasses when you talk to grownups. And I, and I was like, I need to ask Tyler about this. You said Colorado State's going to get blown out. Oh, yeah. It, it, he might hang 100 on them. He might, he, dude. And the, and the last person you want to you want to give any bulletin board material to is Deion Sanders. You know, Matt Rule in the offseason, he, he was kind of knocking on Deion. And if I'm being real, it wasn't that aggressive. Uh, Matt Rule was just kind of talking about how he uh, he wouldn't approach the transfer portal like Deion is. But Dion turned that into the biggest offense in the entire world. He turned it into it's personal. He made it for the whole team. It's personal. Nobody knows how to take a sentence that was maybe even not intentionally meant to disrespect the man, but turn that into hype for his entire team like Dion does. I mean, look, Colorado State, uh, I, I really do feel bad for him having to do this on a national stage. This this can get ugly. I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be. Re- I've been watching these games, these big noon cook kickoffs. I mean, generally Saturdays, you know, you're like I got a little bit of time, but right now nah, everybody, everybody's up and at them. They go get their brunch, and then they get back in time for that big noon kickoff. Uh, let me move on to the game on Sunday that's going down there in Colorado. Uh, your Broncos against your Commanders. I don't know. What's I mean? I guess you know which side you may uh, hold your allegiance to, but uh, your Broncos are three and a half point favorites against the commanders that are visiting uh your broncos they're down 0 and one on the season commanders are one and oh what is your biggest takeaway what do you think uh denver needs to do to come away with the w this week i mean hold on i play for both teams here okay you, you know I, I don't know if it's your broncos but uh i do cover the team i am from here and i did win a super bowl here so i'm not gonna lie i do kind of like the broncos a lot yeah uh, but uh you, you know you, you look at this game and this might have been, quite frankly, just two of the worst franchises for the last seven years. Uh, mm-hmm. And and you got two teams that are trying to rise from the ashes. Uh, Washington pulled it off in what was probably a more difficult t- game than a lot of people thought against Arizona. And the Broncos did not. You know, the Broncos went up against a team in the Raiders that they should have handled their business again. And for Broncos country out here, it just kind of felt like same old, same old. 16.9 points is what the Broncos averaged last year offensively. 16 points is what they scored in the Raiders game. <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, yeah. can we just get over the hump? They lose the game 16 to 17. Now, Russell Wilson actually played pretty good football in the game. Uh, it's hard to say that when his stat line, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like 175 yards, something like that. Nothing nothing too Uh, crazy. Yeah. And, and it's hard to believe that he had a good game, but if you watch the film, man, I mean, he managed the down distance. He kept the chains moving, uh, and, and he played within the confines of the system. Now here's the deal though. Sean Payton came in and said, Russ, no, uh, uh, you're not doing the stuff you did last year. No, sir. You're not doing that. Uh, and, and he beat him over the head. You're going to keep the chains moving. You're going to get rid of the ball quickly. And that's what he did. Uh, he did what Sean Payton asked him to do. At some point, they got to take some shots down the field. The real problem for the Broncos uh, last week, six possessions in the entire game. Six offensive possessions. Wow. Uh, the lowest amount of offensive possessions since the 1940s for this franchise. 
that's hard to win good. ball games. So that's not good. No, that, that that's not good. You know, defensively, the the Broncos, they got to find pass rush, and uh, that they got their 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 main pass rusher is Randy Gregory. His stat line basically was a big goose egg across the board. He did have one tackle in the game, but zero pressures, zero sacks. Yeah, uh, and and I don't know if they had a single pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo the entire game. Yeah, I watched I watched that tape, watched the all twenty two, watched both sides, and 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 I could say that it is a it's a stout front uh, front five, but they really didn't get any pressure on Garoppolo. But coming in this week, you're going against the Commanders' offensive line that gave up six sacks. So yeah, uh, if, you know, well, if I'm Randy Gregory. I'm probably thinking I'm going to get off the Schneid a little bit and get one this week. You think? Well, 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 yeah, but you could also flip that, man. I mean, you you look at what Washington's got on the defensive front. I mean, Deron Payne is unstoppable. Jonathan yeah. Allen, unstoppable. Uh, I don't know what Chase Young's status is. I don't know if he'll be back or not. Then you got Montez Sweat out there. I mean, those boys are the real deal. Jack Del yeah. Rio's got those guys playing solid defense on that end. And our offensive line, uh, the Broncos' offensive line, they poured a hundred some million dollars into two new additions in the offseason Mike McGlinchey and Ben yeah. Powers. McGlinchey's the right tackle, Ben Powers is the left guard. Uh, McGlinchey. Man, rough, <laughs> rough, rough one against Max Crosby. He got all he could handle, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, rough one against Max Crosby. Max gave up. Max gave up a couple of plays. I had pulled up some clips. I'll post it on Twitter um, or X later. But there's a couple times where Max tried to go underneath uh, McGlinchey, and it allowed Russell Wilson to get around the outside. Yeah. Frankly, two touchdown passes resulted in losing. Uh, losing that contain so uh, for Washington it is one of those in my eyes you have to a stay on your game and follow the rules of the pass rush but then also know you're gonna get a chance to make a sack on this guy right yeah. but don't let Russell Wilson go be Russell Wilson of old well that you, you know the history on Russ is that he's going to extend plays and that means you're going to get chances to get sacks uh, Russ likes to get out of the pocket he likes to extend the plays he didn't do that as often in the Raiders game because I really think that the whole game he just could hear Sean Payton in his head beating a broomstick over his head, get rid of that ball, get rid of that ball. But it's going to come. There's there's no question about it. And honestly, Russ is getting paid a quarter of a billion dollars, $250 million contract. At some point, the Broncos do need to allow Russ to be Russ and and go out there and extend those plays, throw some of those moon balls that he's so famous for, yeah. and and so you can get some offensive points put on the board. Yeah. Now, uh, one guy that you have on defense that's an absolute superstar in my eyes is Patrick Sertan the second. Patrick Sertan, he he, I think he kind of. Held he held Devontae Adams in check. I think most of the work was was done against on the other side against Mathis. Uh, what is what is his importance and value to that defense, Patrick Sertan? Sertan, I truly believe is the best corner in the league. Uh, he is an absolute animal. I don't think Devontae Adams wanted to go up against them anymore. You know when when Adams was matched up on Sertan and they they were for almost the entirety of the first half. Barely did anything. Now, they finally got smart. The Raiders finally got smart, and they started putting Devontae Adams on uh, in the slot so yeah. that they could get him matched up on, on other guys other than Patrick Sertan. And then he started to have some success. 
but Sertan's just the real deal. The problem is another side with Mathis, he's getting picked on. And you know how this goes, man. Once an offensive coordinator sees a guy that's getting picked on like that, they're circling his name and they're going to keep going after him until he gives them a reason to stop. Here, yeah. You know, here, here's the only problem with, with corner. And I believe me, I'm happy we got Patrick Sutan on, on the Broncos team. But, you know, it's not that hard to avoid a top-tier corner. Don't throw the yeah. ball to him. <laughs> you know, yeah. throw, throw the ball somewhere else. Yeah. yeah I mean, and it's going to determine, like you say, where where this game goes, who gets action. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to match him up with a Terry McLaurin or a Jahan Dotson. But in my opinion, you've got three and, you know, possibly four receivers uh, for Washington that can you know, have a good game. Uh, yep. So if you, if you whoever you put him on, the other guy is going to eat. And, if you know, you, you can't lock everybody down. So that that would be my biggest thing. What What is uh, Washington's offense got for you outside of receivers? Is there any other position that scares you? Or uh, do you think a Sam Howell could could maybe, you know, get off on this defense? Well, uh, I, I really do think the Broncos' defense should be rock solid uh, as the season goes on. You know, Vance Joseph is back in town, a little bit of an unusual situation. He was the head coach just a few years ago. Now he's the mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Uh, and, and Vance is a pretty aggressive play caller. You did not see it in the Raiders game because he respected Jimmy Garoppolo so much that he knows how to get rid of the ball when he blitzes. But as the season progresses, you're going to see Vance takes a lot of chances and he blitzes a lot. Now, here comes the question with the young quarterback and Sam Howe. Usually young quarterbacks struggle in those situations, in those situations, right? Uh, a, A great quarterback, they start to drool when when a team is blitzing all the time right because now they know where all their hot routes are they know where that ball is going and they make them pay when they blitz uh, i would expect that uh, vance joseph is going to be much more aggressive this week uh, honestly i i kind of lean on you on sam i haven't seen much other than that game uh, yeah. I, I don't i don't really know uh what he's got but uh, I, I would expect the broncos defense to be much more aggressive this week I, I'm going to agree with you on the aggressiveness part. I mean, you got a guy who's got two starts career, uh, maybe thrown not even 50 career passes. Uh, he's going to see some pressure. And I saw a graphic. Sam had the most sacks and the longest uh, time to you know release the ball. He needs to get the ball out of his hands quicker. Yeah, right? that's one thing he's going to have to do. Um, and you know, I know Eric Bieniemy is going to you know beat that into him, like you say. Uh, but he's a steely guy. He's a guy that you, you'd appreciate blocking for him because if he gets hit in the mouth, he's going to get up and just yeah. dust himself off and go up and, and, and ready to throw it down the field again. So it'll be a good matchup. I expect a lot of pressure. Uh, but, yeah, they got to make sure they, one, don't don't mess around with Satan too much, and, two, I can't let Randy Gregory get on, the, get on a streak a little bit. Hey, don't worry about it. Randy hasn't been on a streak since he's been here. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> all it is. See, you know how it is, though. It, when people would play Washington, that would be the first game. They're like, okay, this is the time I'm going right, to get going. Right, right. This can't be Washington of old. This yeah. cannot be Washington of old. We got Tyler Columbus with us, folks. Uh, I want to talk about just, I mean, winning a Super Bowl for your hometown team at that. Yeah. What was what were the feelings like whenever the confetti was going down? I saw your cover photo, you and your son rolling around in confetti. What were you feeling in that moment that you knew you were champion? Man, just surreal. Uh, and, and and you know what i 
I knew in the back of my mind going into that game, it was probably going to be the last game I ever played. I, I hadn't officially made a decision, but you kind of know, you know. And so, so when, when that game ends and uh, I've got my family there and I'm pulling them all off the side, out of the stadium, there's security guards telling me I can't pull them down. And I'm saying, oh, yes, I can. I just mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl and I'm pulling down my mom, my sisters, my kids, but everybody, right? Yeah. And, 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 and so get them down there on that field. And, you know, my, my daughter's doing snow angels and the confetti. She's going around collecting all the confetti, stuffing it in my helmet. To this day, I actually have that confetti framed. Uh, and I'm so glad she did it because I never would have thought to keep that confetti, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but she got it. We got that confetti framed. And I got a photo of my whole family in it. Uh, uh, just an unbelievable feeling, Anthony. You, you know, I, I, I sometimes I wonder what I've kept playing if I didn't have that moment in my hometown. But I grew up in Denver. Uh, I started my career in Denver. Uh, then I went to Seattle for got traded to Seattle for a couple of years. Went out to Washington to four, for four years, uh, and came back to Denver. And it just felt like that was conclusion. You know, yeah. it, like yeah. that that was conclusion. We we've done it. We we've made it to the mountaintop. Got to walk away with the Super Bowl ring. And you know, honestly. Nobody's turned an average career into more in media here than than me. <laughs> I mean, hey. I, 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 because I'm from here, I'm a big deal here, uh, and and I, I've been able to capitalize on that in, in media. And honestly, uh, today uh, I'm uh, as as well known as I've ever been, uh, simply because of radio. Hey man, well congratulations to you. That's something to be to be proud of. I've I've told other you know podcasts and people I've talked to. I've just recently brought my stuff out of storage. Like it's always been in in a bin, and I I didn't get the closure, and you know I didn't get to Super Bowl and live that uh, life. But you know I feel you on that closure part where you're like, man, okay, cool. I this is what I came here for is to play at yeah. the, the top and to win a Super Bowl, and I've done it and. You know, you feel okay getting out of the game after that. So congratulations to you for that, man. That's that's something that's got to be – it's just a memorable moment, you know, oh, and you just be able to share it with your family, share it with your kids, and then actually get to go back and press play and watch it, you know? Yeah, it's unreal, man. Uh, unreal. What was it like What was it like to have Peyton Manning in the huddle? Dude, so I'm in year eight, and – uh, I, I get to Denver, and and honestly, you, you know how it goes. I mean, as a young player, you're nervous about everything. I, I mean, I don't know what you were like, but I mean, I was nervous about everything uh, during the week, uh, during the game, watching yeah. film. You know, you you, you just kind of got your your guts are all twisted up for the entire season. Uh, but then as you get older, things can start to change, and yeah. you just don't you don't live in fear. You know who you are. You know you shouldn't get beat. You know you've played the best of the best. I'll never forget the first time I got in that huddle with Peyton. I felt like I was a rookie again, man. <laughs> like, I am not going to be the dude that gets this dude hit. I am not going to be that dude. And now, fortunately, playing with Peyton Manning, it's hard to get him hit. Yeah, I mean, if, if if you give up a sack, you deserve to give up a sack because that dude gets rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it was unbelievable. I've never – you know, I've been fortunate. I played with some good quarterbacks. Matt Hasselbeck was incredible. Uh, I, I couldn't say any more positive things about Matt. Absolutely love him. But, but Peyton was a different dude, man. I mean, mm-hmm. he was an offensive coordinator. You know, in that year – Peyton was struggling. He was definitely not himself. Statistically, uh, he was having a really poor year. 
but you know how this goes, man. You cannot replicate having a mind like Peyton Manning out on the field. So yeah. although statistically he did not have a great year, I can't tell you how many times he got us out of a play into the right play. He recognizes the blitz. He gets a he gets a wide receiver bubble screen call, take it to the house, or we check into a run play. Those are the stuff that the fans never could tangibly feel, but those are the reasons why we won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that is immeasurable. I mean, I couldn't imagine sharing a, a locker room and a huddle with him. I remember when he played Washington in a preseason. I just wanted to shake his hand to try to soak yeah. in some of the, you know, the knowledge and the tutelage and just watching how he understands how, oh, you, you always fake drop this way when you're faking cover two, but you're really going to – like he knew Ed Reed's move before Ed Reed knew his move. Like right. Right. that's just top-notch football. I mean, there's a few, there's only a few players out that I think play the game at that level. Appreciate you joining. Uh, let, let the good people know where they can find you on social media or any other platform. Well, I'm I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter or X whatever it is uh, at Tyler underscore Columbus. Uh, if you happen to be in the Denver area, I'm uh, I'm on there every day, uh, Monday through Friday, twelve to three p.m. on Altitude Sports Radio ninety two five. Uh, other than that, check me out on the uh, Believe in Commanders podcast. Yeah, love having Tyler here visiting. Uh, folks, appreciate y'all tuning in. Check us out on social media. Join in that conversation. We're at Believe Commanders on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok. I'm not on there dancing, though, Tyler. That was just for the end zone that they got the Dougie, but not on there social you go. media. There you go. Uh, we're also on all your favorite streaming platforms. Tune in Radio Sirius XM Stadium over there as well. And shout out to the good folks at Bet Online. Make sure you use our code BLEAV to get that 50% welcome bonus. And for the big man, Tyler Columbus, I'm Anthony Armstrong. Y'all set the standard and be good. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Believe in Commanders. Y'all be easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.